Hello and welcome to a very special version edition of uh, the Captain's Table. Here we've got um, Mr. Morphologist and Space Tomato. That's perfect timing with Yosalis <laughs> rating in. Um, nice. Hello, Yosalis. Uh, another fantastic content creator worth your time, worth your effort, worth your subscription, who we were hanging out with um, on the Captain, the content creators uh, uh, panel on Saturday. So, uh, But yes, welcome, everybody. Uh this is uh, a table that I've been wanting to do for a while because I wanted to get Morphologist and Space Tomato on. Um, this is, for those of you watching this live, this is very early on a Monday morning uh, for me. Uh, but because of the way, the nature of how time works, generally speaking, Space Tomato, when he's in Turkey and Morphologist, uh, have, are at very different times. They're literally like kind of the opposite end of the planet from me. So it's difficult to kind of coordinate this. So this is one of those ones that I want to do as special editions. So, but before we get started, let's uh, introduce uh, the two guests today. I'll start with you, Morphologist. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen and where can they find you? Ah, my name is Morphologist, as you've alluded to, and I do YouTube and Twitch, though I mostly, I think, focus uh, my efforts on, on YouTube. Primarily, that's where I'm probably best known for, but I do stream three times a week or at least i try to so and i make content around star citizen but sometimes i make content on other space games that strike my fancy because it's not really a it's not really a day job it's more of a like a hobby that pays me so you know i like to kind of do what i want to do instead of having to be having to do what i think i should do to get you know okay. the maximum views so nice and uh space space window who are you what do you do in star citizen where can they find you I am a tomato, and uh, I make Star Citizen videos mostly. I, I try to sometimes do other games, but honestly, Star Citizen's just got a, a tight grip. Um, I do I do streams, so I stream on Twitch, YouTube, um, put out videos on YouTube as well, and then do like a podcast every once in a while. Um, you guys are both on there quite often, so you know we all, we all get to talk quite a bit. And uh, yeah, that's that's mainly my thing. Awesome. You can find me on YouTube and Twitch. I think I said that already. Yeah. But there you go. Uh, speaking of YouTube and Twitch, uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, uh, uh, the when I was bringing up this this special edition of the Captain's Table up with my viewers on Sunday, they uh, they suggested, because a lot of people were interested, with what is the process of kind of being a YouTuber in, in Star Citizen? Because both you... Uh, both Space Tomato and Morphologists are both very, very well known for their their B-roll. They're really good visuals. They're very like they give high quality videos. I watch them because they're very high quality videos. I know a lot of people people enjoy that. So people were a little interested in kind of your experience uh, with making videos as a whole for Star Citizen. So I'll start with you, Space Tomato. Let's just start with your uh, what are things that you found are unique about making videos for Star Citizen. I know you haven't made many videos, but you've done videos for like, you know, uh, Starfield and uh, uh, yeah. Cyberpunk and such like that. A little bit what of is Halo. Your, yeah. So what what is your experience uh, comparing, you know, making videos for Star Citizen versus other topics? Well, first I want to say the reason that I didn't continue making a lot of videos for other games, something that I do plan on doing and I've always talked about wanting to do. Uh, has to do with those games that you mentioned, Cyberpunk and Halo, both games I was very excited for, both games I waited probably five, I would, Halo was probably around like six years I waited for, and Cyberpunk, 10 years, uh, 
both games I was super excited to cover on YouTube, and then they both just kind of really did not do well coming out of the gates. And uh, Star Citizen, while it doesn't do well also, and has a lot of problems, there's always so much happening. And this is, this is strictly from a content creator perspective. There's always so much happening that you can always cover something. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's something going on in the game right now or some kind of news or a, a new ship or a new feature, whatever your kind of niche might be, you can find something to make content about. For Halo, you know, I could put out a couple of videos. I could keep making gameplay stuff. I could talk about the lore, but it starts to dry up over time. Star Citizen being a game in development means there's just always stuff happening. Um, that also, I think, is a pretty big downside. Trying to, and, and this is when... I look at people like Board Gamer and Super Mac Brother, and I'm like, I'm so sorry for them because <laughs> trying to keep up with the way that CIG does things, especially on a daily basis, is just got to be exhausting. Um, you know, I try to plan my videos out probably a week and a half, maybe two weeks in advance, and a lot of the times I'll be 35 to 70 percent of the way through a video, and then they do something huge, and you're like, oh crap, I've got to put this down and pivot to that and i've talked to other people level cap has talked about not being able to do that i'm sure uh for you guys it happens too so like following star citizen is both fun because of all the stuff that happens and it gives you a lot of content to be made but it also it can it can almost be too much at times um you ever thought about going back to to cyberpunk now that it's kind of had a little bit of a renaissance um, um or is it just not your stock because i remember you, no. you were very looking looking forward to a very specific cyberpunk that you didn't think had actually fully yeah came the thing no it, it was never the game that i was looking forward to and i know people will be like oh you you hyped yourself out of it but like the game that i expected to come from a tabletop rpg was definitely not that uh I, i'm gonna play with the dlc but i don't think i'm gonna cover the game no okay. and, and again going back to star citizen having similar issues where it's like something comes out and it's not meeting expectations that we had it's the same thing but with star citizen there are also other things happening at the same time and there's also um just yeah a lot of it so you don't really get caught with the same trap awesome morphologist same question um your your kind of overall experience so far making content for star citizen versus other games uh well i think that it's uh i mean kind of kind of similar to it's based to me to said but i of course started earlier than tomato i was originally doing space engineer content and before that planet side content planet side 2 content and <clears throat> each game experience had a wildly different kind of uh way of making content uh for space engineers it was very much about creating my own content uh through you know, building really cool ships or or making cool scenarios or most popularly making a story-driven RP series, which was really what blew my channel up initially. I mean, my channel went way beyond that after I moved over to Star Citizen, not because I couldn't have grown, but because I, I just kind of paused for a year and moved from U.S. to Taiwan, and that's when I started making more Star Citizen content because I I couldn't make the content i did before because the time difference between me and my my two youtube youtubing friends was just too great that we couldn't we couldn't really connect as well as we used to um but get back to to get to get back to making 
content on Star Citizen, one of the things I found that translated really well over from my days of making RP-based content in Space Engineers was the camera work that I had learned in that RP series, I then transferred over to Star Citizen and using the camera tools that we have there to really make fr cool framed shots and kind of tell a visual story, even though the video may not be an RP series. Um, it might've just, you might just be, well, as you've probably seen, if you've watched my channel, just information-based content that has some visual storytelling to it that goes along with what I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> making content on Star Citizen though is, you know, it's, it's difficult uh, because of what Tomato said. Sometimes they suddenly change uh, or reveal something that you've got to pivot to is like, oh, now this is the latest, greatest thing. And, you know, sometimes I catch myself throwing away scripts or putting them on the shelf because I need to come back to it at some point. But I will say this, I am not as well organized or do, I don't plan as well as, uh, as, as my friend here, Tomato. I, I commend you, sir, for planning ahead for two weeks. I sometimes it, fly by literally the seat of my pants. Oh, what am I doing this weekend? Shit, I need to come up with something. <laughs> it hurts more than it helps. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> awesome. So, um, I think I think we'll I'll, I'll, I'll jump this in because I think this is a good question for both of you. Uh, if you could ask CIG to change anything about the camera system in in game right now, oh, what gosh. would you suggest? If you could just ask for one thing from from the team who works on the camera the camera work, can I say everything? They, they showed <laughs> off back in 2016. I think it was the 2016 Citizen Con. They went. They had a whole panel about a, f a camera thing that they were going to do for content mm -hmm. creators. I don't know if you guys remember that. I don't. Think, yeah. I don't know if you're making content at the time. Tomato. I was for, there. For Star Citizen. I was. I was at the CitizenCon um, for that. So when was that? Yeah. I mean, uh, 2016. 2016 Citizen. Con. Oh it was no! Really, no, I was not making content yet. Yeah. So I, I know you're fairly new as, as compared to to uh, Paul and I. Uh, th that was so cool. They had so much more control as the, you know, in the UI that they showed, I think it was just a concept. Maybe some of it was functioning. Clearly the marketing team uses these tools. Now they do exist, uh, but you could change the focal length of the camera. You could adjust the focus point and the bokeh effect. Uh, you could move the camera freely anywhere you wanted much more. Uh, it's, it wasn't tied to a character. It was basically, you could fly around. Mm -hmm. Um, you could probably understand how that could be exploited but it was just a lot more granularity uh to it and it would have been incredible to see that finally come out i would love i would love that uh right now i mean it would it would help me so much making the content that i do because sometimes it's so frustrating dealing with the camera colliding with objects or npcs or something when i'm trying to get a good shot oh, and uh, it's already hard enough to make b-roll for star citizen so just making it a little bit easier would be great. Space Mando, yeah. same same question. Yeah. What, what would what would you what would you do if 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 CIG was like uh, Space Tomato, tell us please give us feedback on what we need to do for our camera. Well, I want to I want to start with a little preamble about uh the like what exactly what Morph just said. The game is beautiful and I and I I always want to make the videos kind of like how Morph does with in-game footage. Um I use a lot of the B-roll that CIG puts out. And that's mainly because of two reasons. One, as he said, the camera situation is just really, really painful at times. So I just don't really feel like dealing with it. Um, and two, and this is actually a problem that got remedied about an hour before this podcast started. My computer's never really been able to run Star Citizen that well. So knocked one out 
I can't wait to see them pick up the camera settings hopefully soon. But um, until then, yeah, I, I mostly don't do much my much of my footage in game because it's just so difficult. But yeah, the one thing I would want to change is just don't make the camera a physical object. Like don't don't make it a physical object attached to a physical essentially a pylon if i rotate the camera like around an npc i don't want my camera to jump all over the place because the npc is in the way you know i i have that experience whenever i try to capture in-game footage it's always like oh i'm gonna uh, get a nice pan shot then an npc decides to walk over and you just your camera does the bounce or Or like there's some zoom in and out kind of thing suddenly yeah some little bit of geometry that your camera gets stuck on that makes it like jitter around Mm mm-hmm all right. Uh, let's let's move on to the to, to next topic about about kind of content creation. Um, what are your highs and lows of creation? I'll start with you on this one, Tomato. What are some of the some of the, the highs? Some of the things that you just like, like the things you look forward to, or the, the reasons why you continue to make content with Star Citizen, and sometimes the things that make you go, "God damn it!" <laughs> I just um, why do I do this? You know, kind of thing. The highs, I would say, the best. Jeez, can you guys hear that? I'm going to have to close no, my window real you're quick. you're good. No? Okay, yeah. cool. Now we're back to call to prayer. <laughs> As I said, th- that guy just knows when you're, when you're, when you're live. He's just like, he's like, oh, tomatoes, tomatoes about to go live. I'm about to ruin this he's man's entire, uh, entire, entire stream. <laughs> going to ruin this man's life. Not even lifting a finger. Um, the best things, I think, would be when I make something it could be a stream it could be a podcast episode a blog post video whatever it is if i like put something out some kind of content and then somebody listens reads it whatever and like just gets it 100 percent exactly what i'm saying like you just know that you're coming from the exact same place i love that it's it's really nice to i mean that's part of why uh, I started making content. I just wanted to like put my opinion out there and to know that there are other people who actually feel the same way because you kind of feel a certain way about a game. I don't know about you, but I would go and watch YouTube videos about video games and I would hear them talk about the game and I'd be like, dang, these people are geniuses. Like, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know what, what to say about a video game. I'll just say this. And oftentimes you're just like, nobody's going to care about that. But it's nice to know that there are other people who feel the same way about certain things. Okay. And um, any any lows? Any any yeah, kind of a, <laughs> a lot. A low. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of different. It's like there's there are lows that are based around content creation and lows that are based around <laughs> Star Citizen, <laughs> which which is most of my content creation. Um I oh there he is. That's there the go. guy that, that waits and listens. Um yes. all You're right. good. You know, uh, Morph, how about you go and <laughs> I'll come back to it. Let me just close the window. Okay. Morph, highs oh, and lows. Man. Um, I mean, I think me and Tomato share so much in common. I, I, I agree. I mean, like for me, when someone gets what I'm, what I'm trying to put out, like with the, what I'm trying to communicate with my footage or when they like, they compliment me on how well the uh the whole thing works together like as a sequence or a story uh especially with like the music i think music is really really important i spend a lot of time finding the right track and like trying to sync the video to the track and sometimes the the music actually drives the footage i seek to get after i collect my b-roll i decide i need to go get more different stuff so when people like compliment that i mean that's like that's why i do youtube it's so cool 
and so gratifying to have uh, such an awesome community and who, who who love the work that I do. And I'm so fortunate to to have uh, the community that I have. Um, uh, but the lows, I feel like <laughs> Star Citizen sometimes gets in the way of like. It, you want to try to get some footage, but literally sometimes just to get one specific shot that you're missing and you can't do your video without it, you need to spend two, three, four hours just trying to go into the game to that one spot to get what you need. Uh, and sometimes you just can't get it. Like I was dr desperately trying to get for my 318 video shots of Orison, um, specifically the new Orison missions and i mm -hmm. could not for the life of me get them to work i spent multiple days several hours a day trying to get those missions to pop up collecting other footage along the way so i wasn't completely completely wasting my time but i never got it to work so i ended up having to use uh b-roll from cig which i hardly ever do but that's just kind of the example i think is is best for my most recent video it just gets in the way it's so frustrating sometimes but when you do get that good shot it's so incredibly gratifying um you know the other the other part of uh it is uh making content for star citizen uh, especially in this past year has been a very uh it's been a struggle outside of my architect review videos uh, trying to make any interesting video has been uh painful i would say it's been painful I wouldn't say that I'm forcing myself to do the content that I do. I mean, I there were a, more than a few times this past year where I didn't post a video for two weeks, uh, which is not good for YouTube's algorithms. It doesn't treat you well. It starts mm -hmm. to kill your channel after a week. Um, so, I mean, I did that because, you know, I I didn't want to force myself. It's, it's, it's also a passion. And if I'm not passionate about the video I'm making, it comes through and people notice that too. So, you know, it, it's, it's been tough. It's been tough. Uh, so I've made some opinion videos, which, you know, some of them were great and some of them were, <laughs> they weren't received particularly well by some parts of the community who were fairly loud in their, in their opinions, uh, that didn't meet, that didn't match mine. And, um, that's fine. That's part of the game, but, uh, yeah, that, okay. I think that's about, that's about all I can think of though. Uh, I'll, I'll hand it back to you, Tomato. Your lows. So hopefully that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh, he left me alone, so I can talk now. Um, <laughs> I was kind of going back and forth between a couple of things, but I think the, the probably the worst part or the low of, of content creation is like the whole work hard, not smart thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I almost never end up working smart because, <laughs> like, you're always you're always excited to make some kind of content, right? Like, especially if there are new forms of content, especially recently, um, you guys have both been doing this a while. So it's probably a much bigger deal to see this shift towards short form content for you. But there's different things that you can do from like writing to just talking to hosting people coming and chatting together to like doing discord events with with the whole crew. Oh, sorry, just kicked my camera. But there's like a lot of stuff that you can do. So a lot of times I end up just wanting to do one thing, really putting myself towards that thing and not thinking about whether it's the right thing to do at that time, it's the right format to do it in, um, or if it's going to do what I want it to do. And um, I have several examples of, especially videos in the last year that have gone that way. And I've, that also 
falls in line with what I talked about before with Star Citizen, which is that it moves fast. And if like sometimes something happens and you don't put the stuff out in the time that that things happens, uh, the community can move on, and and that stuff can kind of just sit there and not really grow or not really spread or communicate your message. So it's, I think it's sort of a a combo of those two things. But ultimately, just trying to figure out where to put your uh, your efforts can be a, a struggle at times, as it is with most things. Yeah. I was, I, I will echo some of that, some of those, the sentiments The the highs are like when you put, you do something and you spend hours and hours of time working on it, sometimes days of, of just trying to get it right and you release it and people get it and it, 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 it does the thing you want it to do on YouTube. You go that, that dopamine hit is just high. It's just like, yes, I can, I did something and people enjoyed it. That's huge. And then that low of like spending, uh, for instance, I do uh, kind of complete walkthroughs of uh, the floors of like IAE and Invictus. And this last year, I decided I was going to get footage from the floor of Invictus for my for my videos. And the, it took me more time to get the footage than it did to write, record, and edit the videos. It took me more time just to get the footage to for those things. So I could I I, I can empathize with that. Sometimes you just spend a lot of time and effort on something that ends up not doing very well and you get frustrated by it. So, yeah. Um, no, I, I want, I want to say, I actually want to add something to this um, before okay. we move on, because um, somebody made a comment it, it just recently in, in the comment or in the, in chat, chat. here. And uh, yeah, I was about to say comment section. I'm so used to see <laughs> Yes. YouTube. Um, you know, there, for me, it's, it's like definitely, you know, making money, is a component to it because I do spend a lot of time doing YouTube and I think it's fair to want to be, to receive something back for the amount of time you put into something. I think nobody wants to work for free. Yeah. It's great to, to get something back for it, but there's also a, an artistic component of this. That's really important to me. Uh, when I make a video, I feel very unsatisfied with myself and my content. If I didn't live up to the expectations I set for myself. And that, that is to make very like well-crafted, beautiful looking videos. I try to push myself to learn more techniques and grow my skill set. Like just yesterday, I was trying to teach myself how to use 3D text using, uh, using DaVinci. They have this really cool tool that you can basically tell it to search for points within the image as it moves, it will generate a three-dimensional map using data points so that you can select one of those points, put in a text, and it will automatically do a 3D text that you can set in the scene as you as the camera moves. I'm sure you've seen this in uh, Bed Banana's video recently where he did Star Citizen. That's mm -hmm. when I was like, oh, that's so good looking. I want to learn how to do that. So I, I started teaching myself how to do that. I really want to get and in a video. I don't know what video yet, but, you know, it's... it's so uh, cool. And yeah, like in, in the other, you know, I think part of the reason why, and I know I'm tooting my own horn a little bit here that I think my channel is so successful. I mean, it's not the most successful YouTube channel on, on YouTube by any means. I'm, you know, I'm not, some people blow up to over a million subscribers in a few months. That's not me. I mean, it's because the game I focus on is not very popular mm -hmm. uh, in the, in the large, larger gaming community. Um, but I, I think it's because of my my focus and dedication to making visually pleasing footage that draws in a wider audience to mm. to want want to watch the footage. I've gotten so many comments in every single video, and you can look through them. You'll probably find them, 
where people say, I don't play Star Citizen and I don't plan on buying it until it's finished, but I love watching these videos because they're so visually pleasing. And that that makes me happy when people see that or say that. Um, and I th like again, I think that's why I've grown. I think other people find other methods of growing. Maybe they're really good. Um, they can like talk really well and uh, they're really entertaining when they talk. I know there are definitely people who can do that, like Josh Strife Hayes. He's he's amazing. Like he's a very handsome and well-spoken man with a British accent. Like he's blowing up now because he's just really good at talking. But I hate to say I'm not that guy. So I've got to do my own thing and how I think I can be successful. And for me, that's just to make really painfully difficult to make videos, but <laughs> ones that satisfy me personally on an artistic level. Yeah, I don't think any of us here would make videos solely for the profit. I know Spaceman, I mean, this is your job. I mean, so yeah, I did, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that I do this. This is the only income my family makes. But at the so, same, but at the same time, you wouldn't be doing this in the first place if it was uh, just for the money. You do this because you yeah, enjoy doing this, and the money also is is you, you thought you could do this well enough for the, for that, right? Yeah, we didn't start it for the money. I mean, yeah. it. There was a point, have, yeah. the, the whole freaking way that this happened for us is insane. The only reason this ended up happening was because we were in Turkey and like that on its own was a crazy story. So that's, that's beyond the point, but I don't think there's anything wrong with like wanting to get paid for doing, doing, doing this stuff. I don't think you should go out there and say that like, oh, I'm the reason this is successful. It, that's not true, but like yeah. Getting some money for that work helps to sustain the work, helps to make the work more, more available to people. Yeah. But I, you know, I was going to I, I wanna say, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, yeah. um, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, Paul. Um, I, I feel really passionate about this point. It frustrates me a lot when people make comments about like, oh, talking, complaining about like talking about making money as a YouTuber and people get upset with that. It just frustrates me because people who dedicate themselves to making content work a lot more hours than you see on video just a few minutes of video can take many many hours sometimes a whole week of collecting footage writing doing b-roll um sometimes people have to pay editors and other people on their team to to be able to make the amount of content that they do and i don't think it's fair to say that they shouldn't make any money I and mean, they're putting a lot of work in and if their work is good i they deserve they deserve to be paid i mean it's not like YouTubers get paid a whole lot of money. I think that's that's really a fantasy or illusion that a, pe a lot of people have. Only the very, very top 0.01% of YouTubers get paid a lot of money. Everybody below that, it's not really a lot. I mean, it's it's minimum wage. I mean, if you yeah. look at my YouTube revenue, it's, it's minimum. It's less than minimum wage. But it's, uh, it's a passion. That's why we do it. And actually, I want to say this. Everybody, I think one of the mistakes some YouTubers make getting into making content for Star Citizen, I know this is kind of off topic, but I'm, I'm kind of meandering. I, th I think it's just really important to say, um, if you're coming into YouTube thinking about, I want to make money and this is going to be my job, I, I think you're really going to struggle to be successful. When you come into making YouTube, if you're not starting off passionate about what you do, and, and you're not starting off with like this artistic drive to want to make something spectacular. I hate to say it, but you're probably going to fail. Um, it, you've, it starts with the passion. If you're not passionate, you won't become successful. The, su the success and fame comes afterward. It's a product of that passion, a product of the hours that you put in. So it, it starts with you sacrificing your weekends, not going out on, on, on nights, spending countless hours studying, researching how to do better 
um, stuff like better content and how to use a variety of different tools to make your content better. It's, it's not easy, but that's, that's success. Success is hard work. Success Mm -hmm. isn't just overnight for 99.9% of us. Yeah. I will, uh, I will, I will double down on that and say, I mean, I'm not going to, I can't talk towards how the success happens, but I will say that making videos of Halo was always my dream. Mm-hmm. That was like, it's been my number one game all my life. And then I found Mass Effect or Mass Effect. Jeez, where did that come from? <laughs> I found <laughs> Star Citizen. I found Star Citizen. Yeah, I guess Mass Effect was the next one I wanted to make videos. I found Star Citizen and like, it's crazy. I do not care about making Halo videos. I love Halo. I've got it tattooed on me. I, I play it all the time. I, I've always been a huge fan, but I just don't have the passion for it that I do for Star Citizen. And like, I could make... I could see myself forcing myself to make Halo videos because I want to be more involved in the Halo community, but it's just more fun to make Star Citizen videos. Like, passion is just makes it, I don't know, just more palatable to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I will reflect that as well because I did a project that took me about half a year involving research, going out and talking to people and uh, uh, doing... Uh, you know, editing and hiring uh, or getting getting a voice a professional voice actor to come in, uh, which I did on the Jumptown Wars, the the original the, the thing that started all the events that happened we have in game today, the thing that inspired CIG to that these ideas would be good ideas, um, the original versions of it, and I wouldn't have been, it, it barely I don't think it's even done ten thousand views. Like it's gotten so little in terms of views oh. if all, compared to all of the effort I put into it. Don't don't get discouraged, man. I, I yeah. I'm a firm believer that, uh, and, and this comes from my experience. I've been doing YouTube now. F- I I couldn't believe this when I looked at. it. I think going on eight or nine years now. Um, I mean, I wasn't always. I didn't have that many subscribers starting off for more than a couple of years, actually, like mm-hmm. three years. It didn't grow, um, at all. I had like less than a thousand subscribers, and I was making consistent content. I think that when you keep at it and you keep making quality content, at first you won't really get traction. I mean, it's hard to get that initial uh, trust in in the community that you're a reliable source of good information and quality content. But Mm -hmm. once you keep developing that library of really good quality content, Paul, which you have been doing, Mm -hmm. you're you're they're they have that to look on to to prove that you are a quality content creator, which you are. And they're going to be more willing to subscribe to you. And I know, I know that you've started growing much more this year. I saw that your numbers were going up. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, don't be just keep yeah. at it, man. You're do, well, you're doing a good job. <laughs> well, my my point was is that like I I even though I didn't do that well in terms of as well as I wanted to, mm-hmm. I still wanted to, to make that. I would still even if I knew that I was going to mm-hmm. make less than ten thousand views, even if I was going to do that today, I would still do it because I love that sort of content. I'm a historian by trade, so chronological like a. Uh, uh, taking accounts of people's events and and writing Mm -hmm. it down as silly as it sounds. uh, There's so many people out there. You you kind of see this with the movement of like lost media movement where people are trying to save lost media, which is obscure and really didn't impact anybody or it was just kind of a flop, but it doesn't matter. You want to record that history because it's a cool to find the the little mystery stuff, but, uh, and B it's important to keep that a lot of that information secure. So, you you have to have that passion in order to keep going, even even if you, you reach those things where like, I think this is do really well and it just doesn't do really well. It's like, well, it's all right, keep going because I like doing what ah. I do, what I'm doing. 
I definitely uh, have a couple of videos on my channel that I still go back and watch that I'm super proud of that did not do <laughs> did not do well. I think we all do. Yeah, I, I do yeah. too. Like mm -hmm. I made a Bannerlord video like two years ago and that's when I was regularly getting like 100,000 views per video uh, and it got like 10,000 views. It's still sitting at like 12,000. I was like, I put so much effort, so much effort into that video mm -hmm. and no one wanted to watch it. So it just yeah. happens sometimes too i mean you don't you never know but I, I i do think that if you're passionate about what you're doing uh that's really the first and most important thing sometimes you won't hit it but just keep at that passion and you'll you, you can use those those points where it didn't make it where you thought is a learning experience to improve your craft so uh, yeah 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 that's um that's just kind of how it is um when it comes to this sort of thing now, if you were to give, I'll, we'll finish off with this and then we'll kind of go into the more of the Star Citizen directly uh, discussion. I'll start with you on this one more. If you were to give someone who is just starting to make content in Star Citizen today, if you because this is a question that I'm sure comes up on your, your content as, as well as mm -hmm. me often. People say, I want to get started in making content for Star Citizen, but I don't know where to start. What would you, what suggest, what suggestions or with, uh, or, uh, uh, tips would you give as a person just starting out? Well, I, I would say, first of all, don't be afraid to do what other people are doing just because they're doing it. Doesn't mean that you, you can't, um, everybody has a different personality and spin on that information. And I think inevitably what you create is going to be unique. Uh, however, I would also say that as a new content creator, you should always ask when you're making a video, what value does this bring, uh, to the community? Can people learn from this? Will they find it interesting and useful for them? At least initially, uh, I hate to say this, that nobody cares who you are or what your opinion is when you're starting. They don't know who you are. So the best way to into somebody's trust uh, and to build that that uh, uh, that that follower base is to create content that's objectively useful, and that would be stuff like tutorials or guides of some kind. Uh, or like factual videos about cool things about the about the game. Um, that is how I think is that's how you should start. Uh, gameplay, I would not recommend. <laughs> I mean, you can try. Some people are doing it to great success. Uh, I think Kate has uh, really. Do, um, you know, you know so Kate is right. Um, she was originally from the Elite Dangerous community. Yeah, uh, Commander Kate and Will. Yeah, Commander yeah. Kate and Will. Yep. Uh, she just posted a really good video of, of Orson and it was really entertaining to watch. So it's possible. It's just very challenging. I've got something to say about the gameplay videos, but I'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's my, my, my advice really about the content. I mean, we could go more into the weeds about like video quality and editor mm -hmm. stuff but i don't i don't think that that's out of the scope of this conversation and it's, it's too complex so i think i'll leave it there and okay. and refer to you tomato tomato what, what kind of uh thoughts do you have about this what would prefer you if i was a new youtuber what would you tell me tomato generally i would say consult your nearest pico make sure yes. you have one handy <laughs> pico they to, they know uh, the truth of everything yeah <laughs> um there's so much that you can do with star citizen um i think the the thing that i probably should not have done when i started uh was i got really stuck on the idea of like making my channel about something 
I was like, oh, my channel is going to be about this, and I'm only going to make videos about this, and I'm going to do them in this style, and they're going to happen at this this rate, you know? And um, what I've realized with YouTube is there's kind of like a, a balance of, yeah, you can make stuff specifically that you want to be seen for what it is, uh, but more more often than not, as a smaller channel, you're just going to be pumping stuff out no matter what it might be, and something will will hit. Something will catch with with your community. Uh, people will specifically latch onto a certain type of video that you did, and then that's when you know that you can start to head more in that direction. So, like when you're starting out, I would say don't don't lock yourself into oh I'm just going to make uh, videos on salvage, or I'm only going to do ship reviews, or I just want to make a uh, commentary on planets. Like experiment, do whatever it is you want to see on YouTube, whatever it is you really enjoy and want people to see from your perspective. And just keep trying that with the different stuff. If you really want to figure out how to give your content some legs, that's, I think that could work. Um, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been doing it that long. Uh, I, I will say uh, to, to preface this as well, none of us, the things that made that allowed me to succeed the way that I have, the way Morth was succeed, the way he has the way that space tomato succeed, the way they have, the way, the way that we've all done this is different, and it's not going to be the same for everybody. Everyone is going to have a different path to take. And it, when we were first starting in our journeys and, you know, Twitch and YouTube, the algorithm was different. The, the, everything was different yeah. from where it is now. And so those things will change constantly. So it never, changes sometimes, you know, you know, month to month. This yeah, past some, year has been a roller coaster. So. Yeah. Especially with the with with YouTube's uh, policy changes as well, on top of the algorithm, which is you know in, in itself an entire consequence. Yeah, shorts um, is throwing everything for a loop too. Yeah, this year is going to be yeah. huge when it comes to short forms on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I don't even I don't even know what I'm going to do with that. Okay, <laughs> um, I, I just foresee all of the. Oh my God, you're doing shorts. I'm not watching this. Yeah, no people have a problem with it. I've, I've been doing it for, I've been experimenting with it ever since uh, I saw someone being like, yo, shorts are going to be the thing. And so I've been experimenting with it and hopefully it'll do okay. But, but I, that's an example. Like for instance, there is one person that I can know that I can point to who does short form content in star citizen, who's citizen talk, who does it on, on TikTok. but there isn't that many people. So if you're going to be just starting out, first of all, you have to like what you're doing. Because if you don't like what you're doing, you can't force yourself to do it. You'd be like, oh, well, this is the meta. No one's doing this topic or this is the best, best topic. If you don't like it, it'll come through. Um, the other thing is always push yourself to be improving. Figure out what you did wrong. Figure out how to improve your, 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 your craft and constantly try to improve it. Don't be, don't be like mad at yourself you didn't do well. But also always look for improvement, ways to improve your craft um, look, see, reach out to people like, you know, people you re respect in the community that you're like, Hey, this is what I want to do. Can you help me with this? Uh, obviously within, re within restraint, I've got people who reach out to me. I'm like, I don't know who you are. Why are you sending me an essay? I don't know what this is. Um, and I'm sure we've, we've had some stuff like, we've all had stuff like that, but you know, within, within reason. So, all right, with that, let's move on to talking about the road ahead for star citizen for this year. Um, starting with you, Space Tomato, what are you, what are you hoping for this year before to be released? Uh, it could be gameplay, it can be a feature, it can be content. What are you looking forward to in, uh, 2023? 
That's so much, man. <laughs> um, I think I really want to see good progress. The two biggest things for me are the economy, the simulation, the quantum, and the reputation. Those are like, I want to see gameplay. I want to see new professions, new locations, that kind of stuff. But they've sort of started proving that to me. Salvage, solid addition as a profession. Racing, yeah, it's got its problems. The waypoints are kind of hard to see, but it's another profession. Refueling, another profession. Like, the game loops are coming in. Derelicts, settlements, caves, rivers, locations are coming in. Uh, a little bit of new FPS stuff. It could be better, but like including NPCs and missions are coming in. Like they've shown us over the last year that they can get some of this more gamey kind of stuff going. What I want to see now is proof that the quantum simulation and the reputation systems are going to carry us through that gameplay and make it all kind of make sense with context and um, change the experience that you have in different areas based on who you are. That's like one of the biggest things that I want to see. I want to have a different experience than the person who jumped in who normally blows up civilians. And as of right now, it's still kind of hard to make that happen. So th I think those are the biggest things I want to see in 2023, but there are obviously plenty of other small things that I'm excited for. Morph, what is, what is, what is this year you're, you're hoping for? Put on your, your hopium, you know, take a hit for that hopium and, 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 uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. I gotta, gotta hit, gotta hit that hopium. Um, yeah. um, I'm I'm really hoping for some really interesting and meaningful content for 319 uh, that's going to tide us over for this year. And I'm not expecting more than one significant patch this year before 4.0. Uh, pessimistically, I think that they're too focused on Squadron 42 to expect anything more than that. But in that patch, with what uh, what they've been showing us with polish, I mean, I really hope that we can get some of that uh, really important polish in this year with the you know, the, the MFD uh, upgrades to the, the new system. So we've got those really pretty looking HUDs that are unique per manufacturer that looked great. The star map rework, I mean, everybody wants that. It's, it's like the most requested change. Holy crap, it's so terrible. I mean, it was the, the, the first thing that I think, uh, uh, what was this? It was a really massive streamer that came into Star Citizen. Jack Frags? Uh, and streamed for, it wasn't Jack Frags. No. Uh, it, was, it was somebody else, even bigger on Twitch. Jack mm. Frags is big on YouTube, but there's a bigger, YouTube, uh, bigger Twitch streamer. Um, was it Lyric? Yeah, it was Lyric. Lyric? Uh, so yeah. yeah, he was like, this star map is terrible. It's so funny that he pointed it out on his first day playing because it is terrible. It is a terrible it's so system. Bad. It's <laughs> so bad. The How secret we, is well, that level... Lyric has been playing Star Citizen off and on for since like the Arena Commander days. So yeah, but but yeah, but he's not wrong. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, Level Cap said it too. Yeah, like yeah. he was like, this is a terrible system. And they, it I is. Think... It is really frustrating the UI. How yeah. bad the UI is. It, it, I would say like, objectively. It's got to be the worst part of the game at this point. It is. Uh, uh, hands down, like, the game has the most gorgeous, no, sorry, the more, most gorgeous visuals, I think, of any space game right now, period. But the UI is terrible. It lets it down so hard. Uh, we need That needs to be fixed. Um, other polish, I think, that I would love to see. I mean, there's so much. I could keep going. Yeah. Like, I would love to see, like, all the character creator stuff they've been talking about for ages. Like, new hair and faces. God, my God, <laughs> where are, where is that stuff? Don't worry. I mean, it's coming with Tisha Pacheco. New... 
right? Uh, <laughs> every single time I see a new player come into Star Citizen make a video, they they pause at the character creator screen and they say, "That's it." What what is this? Where are the hair options? It's, it feels so limited and outdated. It's frustrating. Um, a lot of stuff feels that way. I mean, I I could complain for ages, but uh, <laughs> I really hope to see that kind of stuff this year because it's important for Squadron Forty Two. So I feel like it, it it definitely is something that the team could focus on and and work towards finishing that game and also help yeah. out Star Citizen. Uh, so, I mean, okay. I, which made have said was already amazing though. I mean, I, yeah. I, I definitely oh, hey. definitely that stuff too. Uh, the AI AI in the ground shooting at ships wouldn't that be great? I'd love or AI driving yeah. vehicles on the ground. I would love AI, to see something like that. You know, AI doing like something protection. other than being derpy. <laughs> Yo, AI uh, being able to fight on spaceships. I want to be able to board a spaceship yes, and clear it out. Yes, please, absolutely. Um, reputation. I would like to see to to kind of expand on what uh, Tomato said. I would love to see reputation based rewards. I mean, they've been talking about wanting to do that for a really long time. Uh, but they've not yet integrated that feature into the game. They've got this kind of back-end system that's kind of weird. It's not really hooked up to the game to attribute some stuff, like the uh, the civilian defense force armor that was not directly in the game. There's mm -hmm. a mechanic that allowed for that. There was like a, a thing that they did with the database. I talked to Z about this and about how they really wanted to, to do this, but the the team that's responsible for that wasn't available for it. So I would love to see that this year um if possible because imagine playing star citizen and like being able to grind for stuff like leveling up your mining so that you can unlock a really cool laser or like uh the next level of mining ship or something or a discount for that or if you're a bounty hunter unlocking a really cool bounty hunting skin or maybe the the mandalorian helmet thing right like you're you're like a master bounty hunter here's a cool master bounty hunter set of armor that you can show off to your friends. Like, like I, I achieved that, mm -hmm. um, you know, for racing, having unlocking skins and ships, like getting a, a really cool racing ship as a reward. All of that could add so much more replayability to the game to make people want to come back every single day. Uh, okay. I got more. Uh, uh, <laughs> Keep going. Keep places, going. <laughs> places to sink are, um, I, I mean, I, I, and I'm, I'm saying things that I think are more reasonable in the short term. I mean, like we could go on mm -hmm. about like much longer term stuff, but I don't think that's helpful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like the other, other thing I'd love to see, uh, would be crap. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's too much stuff. There's so much stuff. Yeah. If I think of it, I'll come back to it. But um, you, yeah, the, you're thinking mostly just like taking what they have now and making it better rather than just yeah, like yeah, seeing a bunch of new stuff, like polish. take what we have now and just polish the hell out of it to make it make it the thing they want it to be. Oh, manufacturing, manufacturing. Yeah. Yes, that's that's what I was thinking. Um, you know, I would love to have a place to put the stuff that we mine and ship into. So to to, to count towards something, maybe we can produce our own weapons. Yeah. They could whatever it needs to be. It could be as simple as pressing a button and thing pops out. I, I mean, I don't know how hard that is. It doesn't seem too simple because they like shoehorned it in into this patch for mm -hmm. the uh, for the vulture, right? But just more of that would be great. Like then you would have a reason to mine like Aphrodite because right now yeah. all you all you really want to mine is Hadnite. Hadnite's the most valuable thing. Aphrodite sucks. So. Yeah, I mean, need I need more I, reason to mine that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna leave it there. I, I mean, I, man, if I think of more really good ones, I'll say it. But those are the well, biggest ones that come to mind. Yeah, now you got me going, man. The ghost space, man. What did you? Yeah, think? What, I've got what a, do you think I've of? Got a, I've actually got a video that I was was so 
Yeah, I've got a video I was going to put out, I think probably tomorrow or the next day about just mm -hmm. features I think are most likely going to come this year because of things that they've said. And there are like a couple of clustered features, I think, we're probably going to end up seeing. So like the persistent hangers with yes, the second yes. cargo refactor, yes. uh, freight elevators, and yes. likely with that vehicle tractor beams all coming yes. in at the same time would be would be pretty cool. 100%. And I think it is actually what they originally planned uh, to have in with the cargo refactor, but those things got pushed back. So I think it is yeah. a high level of certainty that we can say that it's going to come before server meshing. When that happens this this year, if it happens this year, I mean, I hope it does. I don't know. But mm -hmm. yes, I mean, that would yeah. be such a huge... It'd be I mean, I'm not going to say... Maybe this won't be a huge thing, but I, I will tell you this. I don't know if you guys noticed this in 3.18, but not everybody has Wave 1 access. If you look into your hangar, and if you've been playing Star Citizen for a long time, you've been a subscriber, you'll have a lot of hangar gear. You'll notice that it's all now being modeled. It's now physically appearing in your inventory as entities. So it seems to me that they are preparing to give us these persistent hangers of which we can decorate a la the original hangar module. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of yeah. copium speculation here, but the fact that they're working on that suggests that they're preparing for something uh, bigger, like hangers. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, which would be cool great. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, go ahead. Just that I think this is also kind of the year of multi-crew gameplay, mm -hmm. resource management, mm -hmm. fire hazards, relays, yes. um, all that stuff. Possibly the the ability to. This was kind of unclear, but they were talking about all the resource management and stuff, and they also mentioned at that time the ability to assign roles on ships. I don't know if that was something that they are exclusively saying is coming with that first version of resource management, but yes. if we have the ability to limit permissions this year on, on ships, that's a really, really nice change. That's going to be huge, because that means now people can't just get on your ship and fly them away, right? Well, it's also I, a classic would... storytelling element from, like, sci-fi. Like, oh, you're locked out of that console. You can't get into the access to the console. So they have things like hacking. You know, that's another thing that they can do that with right. play-counterplay, where you can you can lock down access to the console, but then you can be like, hacker man time, you know, pull, put it in, do the little hacking mini game. Those, those things work together. So go ahead, Marshall. Yeah, just... yeah no, I, I think that we could probably, uh, probably assume that along with multi a multi crew gameplay that we are going to have the role assignment because the resource management is a system that they don't want anybody who gets on the ship to be able to access so i think that those two systems go hand in hand restricting access to those important systems that affect the ship's behavior uh and having the ability to to change those are both interlinked in my mind and i also think and this is more of a weaker possibility that hacking could be uh, one of the things that enables you to bypass a system through mm -hmm. a mini game that they've been talking about. I wouldn't expect that to come out with that patch, but they have been talking about hacking tier zero for a long time. It kept getting yeah. pushed back. So, so it long. may be meshed with that. That's what I would do, but mm -hmm. I've got no information to suggest that is what they're going to do. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think with hacking, the easiest way of determining that is looking at the, um, the Legionnaire. Because when the Legionnaire comes out, that's that's going to be their first... They like to do the 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 first iteration of anything. If they have a ship that does it, that ship comes out with that first iteration. So if we see the Legionnaire this year, or be like headed in the progress tracker and heading towards that 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 like, hey, it's going to be released this year. Then yeah, I can almost certain, I can almost guarantee that hacking is on the on the table for that. But if the Legionnaire yeah. just like 
does, doesn't appear in the progress tracker at all in terms of being worked on, then it wouldn't be, I wouldn't put money on the, on that whole thing. Um, but I, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say the, the resource management is my biggest thing. Cause I think the resource management is the biggest change to star citizen but because I, of, you yeah, go ahead. I will say this though. I mean, I don't want it to lose my, I don't want it to come out of my head before you're talking. So I want to just go get ahead. it out there. I am sorry. I have ADD. <laughs> go this, for it. Uh, I'm worried though, that if we don't get master modes along with the multi-crew gameplay that you're talking about, that it's still going to suck to be in a multi-crew ship because especially with the ballistics change, a hammerhead dies to a single salvo of, of ballistic ammo from like a small fighter. It's just going to really, I mean, you can do it for fun like we've been doing it now, but that doesn't really, it's not gameplay. It's just like, no. I want to do this cool thing because I can, not because it's useful or the meta or in the any way going to it. help my friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think there's definitely some aspects which are kind of up in the air, but, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, the, uh, the resource management will allow for multi-crew gameplay. It'll allow for repairs. It's that, that Sea of Thieves, if you've played Sea of Thieves, a moment where, you're, you're shooting cannonballs at another ship, but uh, they're shooting, they're blowing holes in your ship. And someone has to run around like a madman with 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 boards, patching up the, the leaks and bailing out the water. That's effectively what the multi-crew gameplay, at least the beginnings of it, it will be is going there and fixing, you know, running around and trying to pulling out fuses or relays and re, re, refixing those or, or rerouting power to different locations so you can have the right enough enough power for guns or for, for shields or making that decision. That, that sort of chaos on the on the bridge sort of situation um it's it's crazy that sea of thieves was being used as the example for this back when it was in beta i remember hearing about sea of thieves going on a multi-crew ship going on adventures patching up the ship somebody's getting cargo somebody's piloting all that stuff and talking about how that was so close to star citizen and it still rings so true like it's such a great style of gameplay and, and what's so beautiful about that game is that it's ultimately an extremely simple concept with very simple tools. It's not in any way complex, like the engineering that they've suggested and shown in concept. Mm-hmm. And yet it's so fun because in the heat of the moment, when you're in a battle, you've got so many things to pay attention to. You're screaming, running around the ship, trying to patch holes as you're taking on cannonballs while somebody's shooting, while somebody's trying to stop borders from the other ship. You know, it, it's just these are ultimately very simple mechanics, but when they're combined in a really hectic, high stress scenario, it all becomes really fun and engaging. Mm-hmm. So I don't think actually they need to make these systems too complex. I appreciate the complexity, but just having them, I think is going to add a lot more fun to the multi crew experience that people are going to want to do because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now, now that we've done the, the, wait, the, the, wait, well, one more. <laughs> Promise one more. Go for it. I, 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 I want to say that I think we should also, I think we can also expect to see munching this year mm-hmm. for salvage. And the reason why I say that is because I believe they're going to prioritize it considering the results that we're seeing in PS where mm-hmm. there's a lot of space junk being left around. They need, we need some way to clean that crap up organically. Uh, otherwise, you know, Port Alistar is literally going to be a debris field mm-hmm. where you have to navigate it so that you don't explode. Kessler's kind of cool. You know? It's going to be really bad. That's going to be everywhere, guys. Okay. Yeah. POIs are going to be littered with ships. Like every single mission area littered with ships. It, it just, I know it's three months of that. Imagine how much junk is going to be lying around. It's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. We're already starting to see it from just a couple days of a server running. 
So we need something with mm. a couple days of a server running with only a handful of people on there. We're not yeah. talking about like the, the full community being able to play it. Exactly. Um, yeah. We're not talking I, about even full servers and it's getting cluttered up. I will also add that they also need to have something to do with the dead bodies. You're going to have yes. to have something to do with them because otherwise they're delivery gonna, missions or oh, saying insurance recovery missions, like the ones we yeah. get in the caves, except for player bodies. And then yeah. you get the yeah. money for it. Yeah. You just, you pick it up and you, carry it with a with like a, a tractor beam to a location mm-hmm. and you dump it off at somewhere you know there it, needs, it needs to happen <laughs> yeah stranding um yeah i mean you, stranding you, you need something like that and we, we, we talked about this on the last captain's table about like imagine siege of orson in with this with the system like the the entrance level of siege of orson is just gonna be that that you know the 300 the the, the, the pile of bodies that the spartans make the like the wall of bodies it's just gonna be that in the very beginning of the, the very first transits location, this huge pile of bodies because that's where people are going to, a lot of people will die early on. So it's it, you're going to want, you got to do something with it. Like, so um, the entire lower atmosphere of Orison is just going to be a bunch of floating debris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's debris, so bodies. You just throw it off. <laughs> yeah. Ah, no more, no more worries about cloud rendering, slowing my graphics card down. <laughs> just chips uh, now. So uh, with that, let's move on to the more um, uh, fears of this of this year. What do you fear may not make it or may like like what what are your uh, you hope that CIG doesn't focus on or doesn't do morph? Oh, time to pour on the salt. Yes, uh, I un- uncap that salt and start pouring it. You know, I I am I am very I. Okay, despite what people might think with the videos I've made, I am generally, I like to think, a pretty optimistic person. But I try to also add a a bit of reason into my videos or what I see as a reason based on the history of what CIG has produced. And I think judging by the pace of development and the fact that they're working on Squadron 42, I fear that this year is going to have only one single significant patch like last year uh and i'm not gonna count 318 i think 318 was the significant patch of last year uh, and it just bled into this year because it was so delayed so i think we're probably only going to get 319 that is my fear uh i mean we might get a 320 or whatever uh just because they want to they don't want the bad pr of only having one single patch for the whole year I mean, it's the reality. It's what it was, but they, it's bad PR, according to Chris. So they're mm-hmm. probably not going to do that again, even though the patches might be extremely light. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I just fear we're going to have a bunch of 318 builds this year, uh, or at most, like maybe one build before Pyro. And Pyro won't even be tested before the end of the year. Uh, I optimistically want Pyro to be tested by the end of this year, and I optimistically want to see more than one patch, but I'm just being real, man. Yeah. I think that maybe uh, the reality of my fear is it's going to be one patch and it's going to be like half, less than half of the stuff we just talked about uh, in that patch for this year. So, okay. Uh, tomato fears for this year. Um, I'll, I'll say this. I don't, I never really think about the amount of updates we're going to get, which could end up throwing me off. I kind of look more at the features that I think might be coming. And I think, I don't know if I'm going to say I necessarily disagree with, with what Morph is saying, but I do think that the updates we get throughout this year are going to feel more consistent 
than last just because of the opportunities that the the possibilities in terms of features i think they have for this year uh we might see a small update here and there but i think they'll have updates or they'll have features in themselves that are still pretty hard hitting that still make a pretty lasting difference uh things like a i don't know a star map hmm. they've shown us stuff like that looked ready like all those polishes all that polish stuff for squadron 42 and they're like yeah it's gonna be the end of this year what you just showed it to us. I mean, yeah. I, stuff takes so much longer than we expect. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm just saying, like, did they say that was end of year? I honestly, yeah, like at, yes. after CitizenCon when they were talking about, uh, oh, oh, they mean the end of this year. Okay, I thought yeah. you meant end of 2022. Yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't know they said that. Um, yeah, at the end of of CitizenCon, to be honest, I was like, why are they calling this road to 4.0? I don't believe all of this is going to come by 4.0. So I, I'm, I'm not really that surprised that it would take that long um i didn't think master mode is going to come anytime particularly soon after they showed it but i feel like there's still a lot of other things that have very clearly been focused on recently that we we haven't really been that privy to so like the new the new player experience is a big one um that is something that they've shown us both in ISC on the progress tracker and the monthly reports that they realized is very important. They said it at CitizenCon too, and they know they need to get it in. So like, I foresee that we'll probably see some updates to cities starting with R Corp that improves the new player experience. That might be in a patch that's not the big patch of the year, but that's still going to be a massive change to how new players come You mean Lorville? Or, you said R Corp? Uh, no, they said they're starting with R Corp and then oh, they're okay. going to do Lorville. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, another wait, wait. thing... I'm sorry. I'm confused. They they showed us Lorville though. Like the Yeah, the you know it's weird. Um I but I was I've been going back and watching videos from last year and when they said we're talking about the new player experience, they said we're going to start changing the ways that things works in the cities. We'll start with Area 18 and then we'll move to Lorville. I thought it was weird that they said that. Uh maybe they plan on getting Area 18 in before Lorville's update, but I, I don't know. So that's what they okay. said. Maybe it's wrong. But it's just what they said. Another thing, though, that they brought up last year that was super low-key um, was that they mentioned that they will have to absolutely have drones working for Squadron 42 and that they need to have a basic version of drones working in the PU by the time it's going into Squadron as well. So it might not be here this year, but it's still... Why, why would they need it to be working in Star Citizen, though? Couldn't they just make you it know? for Squadron 42 only? I don't know, but that's what they said. I, I do think that the reason why for that, just, just theory crafting for this one, would be because uh, CIG has been very much in terms of the, the flexibility and scalability. Is there, is there been their, their big bu 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 buzzword, their big thing they've been trying to talk about? The, the new AI system, the, the new, uh, you know, with, with uh, PES, all of these things are about how can we scale this? So uh, if, I'm sure if they were thinking about drones in squadron 42 they're thinking about anything we do in squadron 42 has to be scalable to the verse so certainly kind of, certainly kind of but it might be prototyping it might just be that they're talking about an engine and from what they were saying when i was watching it was not like a oh yeah people will be using drones in the game it was like a we're going to get a basic point a to point b kind of drones know how to function but mm. it was more so just it reminded me that there are other not not headline making, but still very interesting and useful features that might be coming in. But that, that's okay. all besides the point. The thing that I'm most scared about, I think, is still just the same stuff I'm most excited about, and that is quantum um, and uh, uh, the 
reputation system, the law system, like if we don't see any major changes to that this year, we started to see a little bit with the crime stat stuff they're doing, but the law system's still really painful. And it's only going to be more so if they start bringing in the system that they want to do with Pyro and we don't see a major upgrade to it. So I hope that that's something they focus on. Okay. I'm I'm pretty sure we we can expect to see uh, more quantum integration. I understand that that was their intention this year, but I think that the issue is that the tools for us to witness this uh, may be indifferentiable from just random encounters that could be generated by a random encounter entity generator or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, we, we don't have like a map that can show us these things moving, which I think is a, is a shame, and I hope one day we have that so we can appreciate it. Uh, like a traffic map or something where we can mm-hmm. see things are go happening. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I will I will echo a little bit of my own concerns. My own concern uh, about this year is that CIG focuses so hard on 4.0 that they don't do any optimizations. That they're so worried about getting pyro and focusing on squadron that they they mm-hmm. they all they do is is are like they're so scared that that people will walk away because they're so used to having so many new people coming in that they're just like, here's the same four events over and over again, because people are not paying attention to the game anymore. Let's just throw siege of Orison, Xeno threat, you know, uh, all these events out again as a way of trying to get people to keep engaged with the game while they don't have anything mm-hmm. to do. And so they focus on those other aspects like, Oh, people care about pyro. Let's work it, worry about pyro and then don't focus on, improving like tightening up the gameplay Uh, for instance one of the most frustrating things in game uh comes to just basically trying to put on your armor and trying to carry things the inventory system is so clunky yes it's so clunky and there are ways you can improve it to streamline i guess i get i get that paper doll systems aren't exactly perfect but adding an animation to it would help like uh, for instance, uh, Last of Us did this, where like every time you go into your animation, into your, your inventory, you pull off your backpack and you sit it down, and then it has a paper doll system. It's almost the same as, as Star Citizen in terms of like you have inventory, you can swap around and kind of carry. But you actually have an animation that, that's, that comes into it, so you know that you're going into the inventory. Whereas right now with CIG, with Star Citizen, it's like you go into the inventory and it's just like, just stand there. <laughs> so you don't know if, if the thing is busted or not when you try to move things over across because there's just no indication of what's going on. Yeah. Right. Um, speaking of inventory, lockers is something I hope comes in this year. Yeah. With the loadouts so, that they've talked about. Yeah, being yes, able to save please, your loadouts. Please. Yeah. Um, and I would say that would be that my other my other concern is that they 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 load heavy they 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 do what they normally do, which is they so heavy focus on the end of the year. That they they don't they pretend the rest of the year doesn't exist. They're just like, oh, this stuff is all that is done, but we're really waiting for all of this stuff with with server meshing. So we're going to focus on uh, getting all of these aspects with with uh, the Squad Forty Two stuff that's being integrated in, and all these other things, which will be cool. But I also I don't think we're going to get four this year. I think we'll get it next year, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I that's that's probably my it's alive certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And as a result, you're just going to have a situation with like 318 where because it's going to take a long time in testing. It's going to take a lot of it's going to take require a lot of beating and pushing and pulling and 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 working out. Maybe not as much as PES, but still going to require a lot of a lot of effort. And because CIG is putting all their eggs in that basket. 
we just kind of get another year of just eh. that's probably my biggest concern concern yeah um, yeah i, I actually, suppose uh, you go ahead, go ahead tomato. sorry okay go ahead, no tomato. no no please you i was tomato please. tomato <laughs> go you go ahead morph <laughs> go ahead morph. okay <laughs> um i i actually think that i don't i want to transfer your fear paul actually, uh-huh. to squadron 42 i think if i were to say concisely what my biggest fear of is that their shift to focusing on squadron 42 is so that they can develop more agilely with what they're working on um because they don't have to put out a stable patch they can do bug fixing towards the end of whatever they're working on when they want to release it. Um, I think that releasing to the PTU or so the PU has been very taxing on, on them because they have to constantly fix things. Uh, but it, it wouldn't maybe necessarily be any more or less work for them just to wait a lot longer if they didn't have to show it to people, which is Mm -hmm. what I think typical game development is about. They don't really make things very, uh, they don't make it work very well, generally speaking, internally. They, it's just like working on a very basic level. And then at the end, they start doing more bug fixing. So I think that's why, for example, we're not seeing that Squadron 42 polish come in as early as we thought, because it looked ready. I think they're just like, you know, let's forget about putting stuff in the PU. Let's focus on Squadron 42, develop things very quickly. Don't have to worry about any feedback. We do what, what we want to do. Uh, we don't worry about the bugs. We don't worry about backlash. We just do what we want to do so we can get it out the door. And I think that's great for Squadron 42, not great for Star Citizen, because it means that we're going to have to wait a lot longer for like good polish and content. So to come in. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's wrap this, this entire conversation up with we've, we have our hopes. We have our fears. What do you, mm-hmm. Let's take the middle ground. What do you think is something that CIG can do in the next year? that would be an impactful event, uh, impactful to yourself or to the game overall. Uh, I'll start with you in this, Tomato. I'll go back to the new player experience. I think that's probably one of the biggest things they could do that's like a single achievable change that would make a huge difference. I mean, we saw the the uh, momentum last year with new people joining this year. Um, you know, if if they're with actual professions coming in i think it'll probably lead to more interesting streams a little bit of uh additional press especially once we get around may and i uh, invictus week comes up that's usually like one of the bigger times of the year i think we'll start to see a lot more newcomers again it'd be huge if they could tighten up that new player experience and show people that hey this has been in the making for a while it's been rough but at this point we are finally starting to focus on polishing the experience so that you can actually enjoy what we have there. So I think that'd be good. Um, there are a couple other things. I think UI updates could be really good. The MFDs, the star map, the Moby glass, um, all three of those could be great updates that we could actually see this year. Uh, but yeah, single, single greatest thing, new player experience. Uh, Morph. I think he's taken probably one of the best examples for this year. I, I, I then want to also highlight community tools. I think that, it has been, it's it's kind of insane that we still don't have any in-game organization tools. I would love to see okay. in-game org tools. I mean, of, of any okay. kind, just the ability to have our tags, uh, you know, org inventory of some kind, an org coffer to share money between org members, any kind of org presence or like uh, a, an event responding to members of an organization. Like if an org took security force Korea, like saying that 
in the security uh, security message, like, you know, this org has taken control of Security Post Korea. Uh, do you want to take a mission to stop them? I mean, that kind of stuff, I think, could add a lot of, uh, a lot more cohesion to the organization community. Uh, and community, I think, I would argue, is one of the most important things that has kept Star Citizen alive in this very long development time because people are coming together, making content for themselves, making events for themselves. Like the most fun things you can do are with other people. So giving them more tools to do that kind of stuff, I think could go a long way. Awesome. Uh, I think for me, again, it comes down to, um, oh, what is it called? Uh, the, the resource system. I think they can, they're focused on that, getting that done. And I think the other big thing will be uh, Quanta. They, they can almost certainly do something in Quanta. Tony Z has been really, really, really working on it. And, um, and if, 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 it, if I had my wish list of things that I think they could get done, that they could get done this year, it would be resource system, Quanta, and reputation improvements. Um, those three things I think are vital for the future of Star Citizen and are things that if CIG focused on them, they could get done this year. Um, but we'll see. Uh, all right. Let's, I think that's, that's it for this, this, the, the structured conversation. Uh, now we're going to be moving over to the question and answer session, but if you, uh, enjoy this, make sure you are following, uh, Space Tomato and Morphologist on their YouTube and Twitch channels. Uh, just as it's spelled there. Uh, and if you enjoyed this, we usually do this on Saturdays, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, where you can join us uh, with your conversations live. Make sure you, if you're watching this on YouTube after the fact, hit that subscribe button. Make sure if you enjoyed this, like the video, dislike it, dislike the video. Comment down below your own your own thoughts and qu uh, questions for uh, these, these two creators. I know at least myself will be going through and reading a bunch of this stuff as well. So please do uh, check that out. Uh, uh, if, you're watching, if you're watching this live on Twitch, make sure you follow the channel as well. That's the best way to know when we're going live. And like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black. <laughs>